Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayer, Shir number 380. We're going to talk today about the miracle of neuroplasticity, which Chazal knew about thousands of years ago, and how that could transform a person's life, and how that could help in Shalom Bayer as well. And the idea behind it is as follows. We used to believe that the brain has a certain type of uh, pathways, or maybe when you hit a certain age or growth, and this is the way it is, and there's certain things that cannot be changed. And in reality, what they're discovering now, which we knew about all along, is that our brain is constantly changing throughout life. That's called neuroplasticity. No matter how old you are, you can actually sculpt new healthy pathways in the brain and prune away and discard old, unhealthy habits which again, the Chazal knew for thousands of years, but in brain um, science, it's a relatively new discovery. And as they say, the discovery of neuroplasticity changed every, everything. And the reason behind it is because it's, it confirms our boundless potential. It affirms our m- remarkable capacity to adapt and to grow, not just when we're young, but at any given time. So in other words, yes, people... Chazal is true, and it, it says that when you're younger, you're more impressionable. That's why it's like you have a board that's clean and, 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 and it's fresh, while when you're older, it's more like it's already written, and even after erasing, it doesn't have the same hischachas um, there. But that applies to a certain level. But the bottom line is, is if you exert yourself, it is doable for even an older person. And what I mean older could be someone put in, the, in their 60s, 70s, 80s, but I'm talking about even if they're in the late 20s and 30s, where they think, okay, I, I'm so used to doing habits, I can't change. But our capacity to adapt and grow, not just when we're young, but at any given time, is one of the basic yesodes of Bechira, of free will, and the basic yesodes of Yiddishkeit. The idea being what the Rambam says in the Pneumius of what Shuva is, which is that I am not the same person that I was before. What actually is what the Rambam is saying in a physiological um, way is that my brain, I created new pathways in my brain. I'm thinking differently, and therefore I am differently. You have the ability, which is an unbelievable premise. You could change the physical architecture of your brain. You create new neural connections or you could strengthen existing ones, or you could eliminate connections that were no that are no longer useful. That's how people get around and overcome difficult addictions. They still always have to be careful because they had that pathway they used for so long that they have to go around it till it gets weaker and weaker and stay away from it, but they have the ability to create new pathways, and that's how they recover from addiction. And this is the sad part a psychologist said, brought this up once, but it is so true. The biggest tragedy of our time is that freedom is possible, yet we pass our years trapped in the old same patterns. And we're going to discuss with Shalom Bayes the same idea. We, we just are sort of get stuck in the fact that this is the way it is. This is always going to way, the way it's going to be. I'm never going to change, or my wife or husband's never going to change. But it is not so. We all want to feel joy and ease and to take healthy risks, to be authentic, to be open, to remove doubts, to remove fears. 
And but we keep on saying to ourselves, it's too late, it's too late. And the idea is of the science of neuroplasticity, which again a Chazal knew all along in the form of Bechira and the form of Tshuva and the form of changing your actions, that it is never too late to change, it is never too late to grow and learn and develop. You have that choice, you have that power. It's a power given to you by a Kodesh Baruch. Hu. Now it's not like you flip a switch and all of a sudden it's gonna you know, turn on for you. It requires a commitment. It requires practice. And to practice it again and again. And that is very, very important, you say, to understand. But when you do that practice, yagata umatsasa taimen, you will receive that myla. A fascinating study. There's a pioneering research on the field of neuroplasticity found with the London taxi drivers. They found that London taxi drivers they have to take a special test. So the bottom line is they studied the brains of these taxi drivers and they had a much bigger and stronger area of the brain responsible for visual and spatial mappings and memories. How does this happen? Because to operate the London's black taxi cabs with the complex urban maze of 25,000 different streets, drivers have to pass one of these most rigorous exams in the world. It's called the knowledge and the drivers who pass that knowledge study, study, which takes an average of four years, which is longer or just as long as it takes to complete medical school in the United States. And the, 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 the London drivers who pass this knowledge test see measurable major changes in their brains. And the, the, they repeatedly practice and navigate these 25,000 streets in London all day, every day for years. It thickens that that eerie in the brain called visual-spatial mapping, and, and, and it actually changes the brain that way. They have this fMRI now that they look at brains of people who practice mindfulness and dveikis, and they found that those brains, areas in the brains related to attention and learning and emotional processing were bigger and stronger. And mindful practices, which we could do by tefillah, by talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, slows down the aging process. So the idea is, is what you practice grows stronger, and that's a big yesoid in working on yourself, and that's a big yesoid in also working on Shalom Bayis, which is a very important yesoid. We're spending time on this to realize and to recognize and to inculcate in us that we have choices. No matter how long we're stuck in a pattern, we have choices. If you use the same old superhighway, you'll end up in the same old spot and you will not be able to find that new place you want to go. So what you need to do is shift it, and that requires practice, but it is doable. And don't fear perfection. You will never reach perfection. And it's a very important thing to know. Vince Labardi was a famous football coach. He says, perfection is not attainable, but if we chase perfection, we catch excellence. So that is what it is. It's a pursuit that leads to excellence. Perfectionism is not healthy. But the idea being, though, is that you could learn to go on that path of Shlemus and you will reach excellence. This is the way we could sit in a rush hour of traffic and remain perfectly calm. This is how we could 
the, our, we could see our neighbors traveling to fancy places or run, going fancy cars and not feel the slightest tinge of jealousy, but actually be happy for them and be happy with our own lives. And how we could love everyone around us unconditionally and we could find sipika nefesh for what we have, which again, naturally, this doesn't come to humans. It could come naturally to a dog. It's happy where it is. But the idea is human beings, we have our own uh, Yetzirahs and stuff that we have to work through. But the idea being that even though perfection is impossible, transformation is. And this is the concept also, for those of you that bash yourself always with low self-esteem, this paradox of you're perfect as you are, but there's room for improvement, which is a stira. That sentence I just said, the first half contradicts the other other half. You're perfect who you are, and there is room for improvement. And they're opposites, but they're both equally true. That's why when we use the word unconditional love, it can be used in a negative way. But truth be told, you need a certain level of that unconditional love means I am good the way I am, meaning I'm inherently good, and that gives me the ability to change. What's important for all of you to know in life in general, and in Shalom Bayes in particular. There's a, there's a famous author of a book called Grit by Angela Duckworth and found studies that it's practice and perseverance that predicts success. Not innate talent. Not innate talent. If everyone, you know, would, would realize this, great, great musicians, some have, yes, some have natural, unbelievable talent. But very often, it is not that. It is the practice and perseverance. That's why you have certain G'dayli Yisrael with Taka Bench with tremendous minds and they became G'daylim with their efforts but also because of the Kishrinus that they had. And then there are others who did not have normal natural Kishrinus but they were determined that Hashem opened it up to them and they became great. And all of us have that. Don't look at the fact that you may or may not have certain innate abilities. You if you want to work on this, you can. If you want, you could be the best, most beautiful, wonderful husband to your wife, the most wonderful, beautiful wife to your husband. And you can do that with these micro habits, with these little habits of baby steps. You take the pressure off. You don't build a mountain in one day. Baby steps, day in and day out, day in and day out. It's like Lahavdal when you have drops of water dripping in a bucket. The first few drops don't seem like much. Eventually the bucket will overflow. And we have this all or nothing thinking. We spend one day and we do a we have we only see two, three drops in that bucket. What did I do already? But research bears out that when you break complex taxes t- uh, tasks into smaller milestones, when you work on your Shalom Bayas saying, I'm not going to do 110% today. I am going to do 3% more than I did yesterday. That's all. And that is doable. And that I could do. And tomorrow I continue that and maybe add another drop. And I continue that and add another drop. That's how it works. Imagine, you know, you have a baby that has fever and, 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 and the father looks at it and says, you know, if you lower the temperature just 2 degrees from 101 to 99, you'll feel much better. The subtleties of it is significant. It is so, so important. So to be mechazik on giving you these gentle reminders of Shalom Bayes is 
to believe in this, what the Chazal knew for thousands of years, that you could change, you could do tshuva, your brain could change, positive neuroplasticity, which means intentionally engaging in practices that hardwire the psychological resources of your brain for the better. All of us are capable of doing this. And remember, what you practice goes stronger, grows stronger. What you practice grows stronger. And do you want to grow? It should be a big chukka in all of you to want to grow. Whatever I was before, whatever my marriage looked like before, I can grow. Perfection is impossible, but transformation is. You take the small steps, those 2% shifts, those 3% shifts, and every moment matters. And it's never too late to change your brain. And it's never too late to change your emotions to get healthier. Emotions to replace those difficult ones that you had till now. It won't happen overnight, but it's doable. It can, can be done. And to practice mindfulness, which we're going to talk about, which is really the idea of healthy tefillah, healthy hisbaididis, and aspects like that. And don't worry that your mind wanders. You keep at it. You try. And you work through it. The tefillah, it's well known. Mindfulness, we don't know what it means. You know, we read books on it sometimes. We're not clear on what it is. And it seems like, you know, you know, you have Buddhism, it could be forms of Avaidazara and whatever it is, but simple Jewish meditation of um Arya Kaplan had a book on it, but without even getting too deep, something that applies to every person is when they daven with intent and just concentrating on the words as best as you can. That's meditation. When you're talking to HaKadosh Baruch with your own language, that's meditation. And the psychological benefits of this is it increases happy it can increase it increases happiness. It improves immune function. It increases compassion. It increases life satisfaction and, and relationship quality and work satisfaction and reduces stress, reduces depression, reduces anxiety, increases intention and memory and creativity. All of these ideas. That is why it's so important. And the Yetzirah is very, very um, against this because Krum Zulus of Neodam, it's Tfil is one of the highest things and people degrade it. Now, Pashupshat is because Hashem knows that the Pesach of opening up Yeshuas to bring good things to Klayisol is through Tefillah, so the Yetzirah tries its best to block it. Very, very true. Also, the idea being is, is that the Tefillah is that mindfulness that creates that opening, that healing, and that neuroplasticity of changing your brain and using it in more positive functions and more positive ways of handling life. So therefore, it's a Yesoid in life overall, and in Shalom Bayis in particular, to not get stuck with the patterns that you had till this point, and to realize that it could be changed and it is doable. You could transform your marriage by taking these baby steps. You daven for it, you do avaydi, you don't go crazy, you do a 2% change, a 3% change, you're persistent, like those drops of, bu- of water in a bucket that ultimately will overflow. You won't see results maybe right away. You persevere no matter what, and you're guaranteed to see results over time. Bracha v'hatzlacha.